0: CCO time, exactly 7.45. That means it's time for our weekly wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack.
1: Hi there, Denny. How are things going?
0: Things are going. We had a little uh, little snow, a little uh, light rain, th- stuff like that this morning. Uh, but it, it is <laughs> yeah, the season, winter, right? Winter here. It is, no, it is Indeed. November.
1: Indeed. What Indeed. are we going to
0: talk about today?
1: Well, today I thought we'd talk about it. I had a call yesterday for how much wine should I serve at a wedding. And I thought about that a little bit, and I'll discuss how much wine to serve it away, but I thought I would answer also, what are good wines to have at parties? People do a lot of entertaining at this time of year, and what kind of wine should you buy for entertaining? So those are the two topics we're going to talk about. First and foremost, I have advised probably thousands of couples through the years on wines to pick to make their wedding day just perfectly. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of varietals that you have to take into consideration, Uh, the kind of guests that you you expect, uh, what your budget is, how much wine do you really need to buy? And, of course, the answer is different for every wedding, but there's some general guidelines that are probably pretty helpful. First and foremost is the venue. You really should check whether or not the venue will even allow you to bring your own wine in. Uh, some uh, will not permit you to, and you have to order off of their wine list. And that bugs me a little because there's a lot of hotels uh, that are the biggest offenders, I think, in this, uh, where they'll they take a $10 bottle of wine that retails for $10, and they have it on their uh, catering list for $50 a bottle. And that's just not fair, in my opinion. And yet that goes on all the time. I've even seen bigger markups than that. It really does bother me. So bringing your own wine is an a alternative if they'll let you. And if they'll let you, generally there's a corkage fee. And those corkage fees really, in my opinion, should be under $20. Uh, and be careful of the corkage fee. It can get pretty high as you're uncorking a lot of wine. So figure that into your budget for sure. And assuming the venue will allow you to bring in wine and the corkage fee is affordable, you want to pick probably a sparkling wine and a red and a white. Let's start with the sparkling. Champagne or sparkling wine, you have to decide on the type, and you can go from an expensive champagne to a very modest Prosecco, and you have the same effect, a sparkling wine to offer a toast. And that's usually... The purpose of uh, sparkling wine at a wedding is to toast the happy couple. Usually I recommend probably two glasses of sparkling wine per guest. Usually you have a couple of toasts, and uh, that works out pretty well. Now, there are six glasses in a bottle of sparkling wine. It's uh, Still wine, you only figure five. But sparkling wine, you get a little further. The flutes are smaller and with the bubbles, et cetera. Uh, you get an extra glass out of it. And uh, let's say you're having 100 guests, two glasses each, that's 200 glasses. Uh, 200 glasses divided by six bottles, or six glasses per bottle, is 34 bottles, 12 bottles in a case. So if you're buying wine for 100 people, I'd recommend you buy three cases. That's pretty simple. Uh, Then the more complex problem is the red and white wines you're going to have. If the wedding's going to be outside in the warm weather, people are going to drink more white wine. If your wedding is inside at night, chances are they're going to drink a little more red wine. Uh, usually I figure about nine ounces per person at a wedding, and that is a little excessive, but at least you won't run out. There's nothing more embarrassing than to run out of wine. So uh, with nine, you can figure uh, three guests Per bottle, and uh, you know, extrapolate. You're having 100 guests, uh, you need uh, 35 bottles of wine, so that's you need three, another three cases of wine. If you're going to have red and white, you can cut that in half and probably order a case and a half or two cases of red and two cases of white. I, what I usually suggest is you're sitting at tables of 10. Order uh, one red and one white for each table and just put them out there and let people make their own choice. Now, we get to the most important part, and that is not just weddings, but you're having a party. What kind of wine should you serve? You you need a wine that will be popular, easy to drink. You don't want complex wines, but whatever you do, don't buy the cheapest wine. Cheap wines are nothing more than that, cheap wines. Uh, they can be very agreeable, very pleasant. You can happen to like them. That's okay. But when you're having a big group of people in, uh, my advice is not to buy those really low-end wines. There's a reason. You know, when you stop and figure what uh, a cardboard case costs, what 12 bottles cost, or a bottle, single bottle, what a cork costs, and the labels, et cetera, and then you... Uh, extrapolate that out to a bottle of wine that's say three ninety nine or four ninety nine. There really isn't much money left, the juice that goes in the bottle, and that is reflective of those inexpensive, really cheap wines. And as I said, there's nothing wrong with liking those wines if you do like them, but uh, I wouldn't assume that everybody had your own taste buds. I don't assume that with myself. We sell lots of wine that isn't to my particular liking, but that's what taste is all about. Degustibus non disputanum est. It's Latin for, in matters of taste, there can be no dispute. So if you like to drink mead with pasta, go right ahead. It just doesn't happen to be my cup of tea. One of my favorites uh, for a party in the white wine category is Pinot Grigio. You have to be kind of careful when you buy Pinot Grigio because a lot of Pinot Grigios out there is it t- tastes just like lemon water. It's pretty innocuous, but you can get a very good Pinot Grigio. One that comes to mind to me is called La Gondola, the Gondola. It, it's uh, I've got some body to it. it it's uh, has a crisp liveliness, almost like a crisp uh, uh, Granny Smith apple. Uh, Very nice, and like I said, for a wine, you don't want to overpower people. Pinot Grigio is a nice wine because a lot of the people who refuse to drink Chardonnay are comfortable with Pinot Grigio, and most Chardonnay drinkers are comfortable with it. Another white that is an old, old favorite of mine is Muscadet from the Loire. It has a crispness to it. It's modestly priced it's just a delicious wine that is often overlooked i often serve it when we're having a fish fry and uh some wonderful walley, fresh walleye that Muscadet goes with it just beautifully and it also goes with receptions very well uh, also french bourgogne blanc is good particularly if you know the, the negociant or the broker you know louis latour for example boisse for uh, is another one marchant andre de viemont are just a few wonderful names from Burgundy, where their uh, plain Chardonnay or their Mecone would be a good, inexpensive wine to serve at a party, and absolutely delicious and luscious. If you have a little more budget, saint is good. It's usually around 14 $15 a bottle at least. For a Saint Laurent, but that's a wonderful party wine and uh, really kind of over the top, about as good a burgundy as you'd want to serve to a big group. Uh, it's affordable and delicious. Another uh, one is the Sauvignon Blancs from New Zealand. They're really. Have uh, come onto their own. We have one called Silver Beach that's, I think, our second or third largest selling wine. And there's a reason for that. It's simply delicious. Silver Beach from New Zealand, it's modestly priced and it's a consistent winner. It'll make you not only uh... smile, it'll make you lots of new friends when they try it. So there's a, a few white wines. Uh, on the reds, I kind of like a Beaujolais. Uh, it's very very useful one. Some people turn up their nose uh, because of the bad publicity Beaujolais Nouveau has gotten. It's you know sweet and well that's the charm of Nouveau Beaujolais. You aren't meant to analyze it. You know in two more weeks, actually three more weeks, we'll have Nouveau Beaujolais uh, flown in special uh, on the. Uh, Thursday, I think the 21st or something like that, is Nouveau Beaujolais Day. And that's a wonderful one. It's a wonderful party wine because it's a quaffing wine. But Beaujolais is good. Another one not to be overlooked is Cote de Rhone. They're so affordable and so delicious, and they really are crowd pleasers. People always say, this is really good. I'd steer away from Cabernet Sauvignon unless you get something from South America. The chili uh, Cabernet Sauvignon seem to have a little less tannin to them and are more pleasant to have for a big uh, uh, occasion than regular Cabernet. And the same thing with Zinfandel. The wines are just too big to have to sip around at a party, in my opinion. You'd be much, much better off with, say, a California Pinot Noir, or if you want to have Cabernet, as I said, have a Cabernet from Chile. There's a good one uh, from Chile that I happen to like uh, but uh, Pinot Noir, again, is just terrific. And again, with those Pinot Noirs, you can get a Bourgogne Rouge from Burgundy. And you uh, use the same names, as I said before, Bouchard, Villamont, Gauchot, uh, are just a few of the negociants that do a Bourgogne Rouge, which is always, Bourgogne Rouge is always Pinot Noir. Well, I hope there I've answered a few questions on what kind of wine you'd like to have for a party and the amount you need for a wedding. Well,
0: I tell you what, we, we have great listeners, as you know, Jack. and uh, Indeed. And some of them are are, are very much, uh, have a lot of fun. And this <laughs> this text said to Jack, what kind of wine should I serve at my funeral party?
1: <laughs> <laughs> An expensive one. Yes, that's right. You can't take it with you.
0: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. You well, know,
1: That should be a subject sometime. You know, people go down in their wines. and say, oh, that's too good to drink right now. And that's too good. What are you waiting for? Drink is, those is wines, it? for God's sake. I,
0: I knew someone who did that very thing. Yeah. I'm going to go down and get this good bottle of wine. And he came back and said... Well, I I brought something else yeah, instead. What are you so good waiting to
1: for? Have with what we're doing right now?
0: Well, I tell you what, if you stop in at any one of the Haskells locations, they're going to be so helpful as they always are.
1: Thank you, Denny. Yes, we try to be helpful. And incidentally, while I'm on the subject, the Haskells uh, on the 16th of November, we're having a VIW very important wine tasting. It's at the lovely Lafayette Club nestled on the shores of Lake Minnetonka, uh, and we'll have over hundreds of different wines. None of them will be under $20. It's an opportunity uh, to taste all sorts of fabulous wines, highly sought-after cabernets, wonderful sparkling wines, etc. And it's the 16th of November at the Lafayette Club out in Minnetonka Valley, parking will be available. It's a wonderful wine tasting, and you'll be able to taste all sorts of stuff you could only imagine before. And uh, Haskell's is putting it on. Call any one of the Haskell stores or go to our Haskell site for information on this fabulous affair a very important wine tasting on November sixteenth. There's still some tickets available. Haskell's again loves to talk about wine. They love to pair wines and best of all they'll help you pair a wine that will not break your budget. There's a Haskells near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington. There's a Haskell's in downtown Excelsior and Faribault, we're right off at of thirty five W thirty five. Maple Grove Supercellar is unbelievable store with 16,000 bottles of wine on one wall alone. In downtown Minneapolis, there's free parking on Saturday and Sunday. Minnetonka at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to haskells.com. And don't forget, Haskell's does deliver, and there's a good reason we're called the wine people. Come in and find out.
0: Absolutely, and don't forget to turn your clocks back one hour tonight.
1: One Jack. hour tonight, an extra hour an extra of hour
0: sleep. extra hour of sleep always <laughs> sounds good. Let's, it sure uh, does. Let's talk next week again. You know, if Denny, we can.
1: I'm going to look forward
0: to that. Thanks very much. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.